today we are going to be talking about your favorite topic, how to be the creator of your own life. What does it really mean? We hear these words a lot all over the place, and yet many of us don't know that there are specific skills that we can learn to better be the creator of our own life so that we can manifest anything that we desire and really commit ourselves to. If you are a leader who sometimes finds yourself feeling stuck or overwhelmed, confused, like you really can't make a difference on the things that matter most to you, then this is the episode for you. On Aloud, we honor the leader in each of us. A conscious leader is one who consciously chooses to take the role of CEO of their own life. And that is each of you. The adventure that we are going on today is one of you literally discovering your own creative power, your own ability to influence and even control things that you did not know that you could control. Does that sound juicy to you? Then you're in the right place. You are allowed to have a vision. You are allowed to feel fear while you create whatever you want to. You are allowed to surprise people. You are allowed to surprise yourself. Let's get started. Allowed. When you were born, you were whole, perfect. Then somewhere along the way, you learned that parts of you were not allowed here and you began to chip away at yourself. What are the pieces of you that you've put into the basement? The parts of you that we cannot see anymore or that you cannot even remember? What are the ways that you, without even knowing it, are eroding your own aliveness, your creativity and your well-being? And how can you reclaim the wholeness that is your birthright? I'm Dr. Keneal Joyce, and I'm here to join you in exploring these questions and many more you didn't even know you were allowed to ask. You are allowed to grow. You're allowed to dream. You are allowed to be exactly who you are and to become the next version of who you want to be. Start your journey of exploration with me right now on Allowed. Allowed. You are allowed to be whole. Welcome back to the show. You are so awesome for being here, my fearless leaders. Today, we're kicking off another three-part series about a triangle. In episodes 12, 13, and 14, we covered the drama triangle, a topic that we first introduced in episode six. And we dove deep into the roles of hero, victim, and villain. That can be kind of depressing. I know, I've heard that before. Did you know that there's actually another triangle above the line in the realm of presence and conscious leadership? That triangle is called the empowerment triangle. And up there, we have the ability to bring our own visions to life through our creative power, our curiosity, our responsibility, our resourcefulness, and our ability to challenge reality that is to bring forth the reality that we want to be. As a fearless leader, you have been growing here on Aloud in your self awareness. And today, is such an exciting day. It's almost a form of a graduation because it's time for you to begin to take the position of creator in the empowerment triangle. I wanted to give a big thanks to all of our community in the Allowed Community Facebook group. It's been so great having you along for the ride and providing me with your ideas and your feedback. 
please, if you haven't joined that group yet, you can find the link to it at keneal.com slash podcast. And there you will also find free leadership development tools, some great worksheets, uh, video lessons, quizzes, a lot of awesome self-coaching material there that you can use for yourself and share with your teams or your, your friends. We can also find links to follow me on social. Now, if you haven't done so yet, as you notice, I often do offer these podcasts in a series because I, I do have a kind of a plan here where I'm I'm specifically taking you down a path and I'm things are going in an order on purpose. So really important is to subscribe. So if you haven't done so yet, please open up iTunes, hit subscribe, make sure that you are getting every episode as it's released. And those episodes that you haven't yet heard, go back and have a listen. So of course, every episode can be a, a really great experience in and of itself, even if it's the only one you've ever heard. However, you will multiply the impact on your life if you listen to the episodes in order, in particular, the ones that relate to each other in a series. So here we're continuing our, our conversation about above and below the line, focusing on empowerment. And this is where it starts getting really juicy. Below the line in the drama triangle, we could find ourselves in the roles of hero, victim, or villain. When we shift above the line and we bring ourselves up there to that state of presence, ease, and flow, you find yourself in the empowerment triangle. Then each of these roles actually transmutes. So the victim becomes the creator. The hero becomes the coach. And the villain becomes the challenger. Each role is so exquisitely unique. They all work together, but the, the core one to understand is the creator because the other two roles, the coach and the challenger, what both of them do is they help draw out the creator in another. So we're going to start by understanding this role really well at first. Now, when I speak about a creator, I mean something very, very specific in this context because I'm talking about, again, conscious leadership. And a lot of this work is inspired by the work of the Conscious Leadership Group. And they've based a lot of their work on the work from the Hendricks Institute and the wonderful book, The Power of Ted by David Emerald. Now, they've also open sourced a lot of their materials. And you can download your own set of creator, challenger, and coach cards at keneal.com slash podcast. If you would like to have uh, be able to read along and um, see further detail, uh, those are some great resources for you there. The creator's role is to take personal responsibility for their own circumstances. They claim their full power. Responsibility and power have a really special relationship that often we don't connect on our own. And what it is, is basically anything that I have control over, I am responsible for. There is actually nobody else who can be responsible for that which I can control. If I'm trying to control things out of my control, I'm going to go into drama. And if I fail to acknowledge that I'm the one who has control over things that are in my control, I'm also going to go into drama. So it's just about taking that right amount of responsibility, responsibility for that which I can control. The creator is exquisite at noticing all of the different things that they have control over. We often call this being resourceful. The power comes from that sense of responsibility is I'm going to think through and notice all of these different areas where I have control and I'm going to be, take responsibility for them. Maybe I'll take responsibility for the fact that I'm choosing to not attend to some of them right now because my focus is on something else. That's fine. It doesn't mean you need to be overstretched. That actually would not be responsible or sustainable. 
But the creator is really good at noticing, ooh, there's something I could be responsible for. Here's another thing. This is where their power comes from. The creator is exquisitely curious and their focus is on learning. So whether you engage in some kind of creative work yourself, something like we would typically call creative, such as art or uh, writing, self-expression, or, or maybe you just have an activity that you love to do or something that you do at work where you find yourself just getting lost in the flow. When you're in that mode, have you noticed how you really are not attached necessarily to the outcome? Your focus is on the enjoyment of just doing the task itself. And that sense of I want to learn really feeds that pleasure of being in flow. So the creator being exquisitely curious is always looking for, ooh, I wonder what. I wonder what will happen next. I wonder where we can go with this. I wonder what this will teach me. The creator sees possibilities everywhere. They're very interested in empowering themselves and in others empowering themselves. Because when we empower ourselves, that's when things get really, really interesting. A creator is not afraid of things being interesting or new. They might feel fear, which is a heightened sense of awareness, but it's not a threat that there are new, there are new things coming here for us to learn and to create together. When you find yourself in creator mode, you'll notice that your vision becomes more clear. You are more tapped into your own passion. You are connected to your desire and you see that vision with enough clarity that you actually feel it's moving closer to you every time you take an action. Your focus is there. It's not on the obstacles in between here and there. It's on the vision and how much you desire it and how much you want to manifest it. As a creator, you're, you're really interested in creating relationships with other creators. In fact, you have almost creativity radar where you can notice in your environment, ooh, there's a person who's really interesting. I kind of have some curiosity about them. If you get signals like this, allow yourself to move toward that person. Often it means that there's something interesting that you can learn or create together. And lastly, the creator seeks out fun and play. So we can be really serious about our work, but we don't need to take our work seriously. There's a big difference. When we take our work too seriously, we often are trying to control things out of our control and being hard on ourselves. But when we're serious about our work, it's because we highly value it. And there can be a sense of lightness and play. And we understand the importance of play when we are in creative mode, right? There are three key skills to being a creator that I want to talk about today. Number one is to be able to commit passionately to your vision. This is a skill, but as you notice, it's all about willingness. So first, you need to have a vision. And to have a vision, you need to be willing to have one. It can be a scary thing to notice that there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be. Uh, for a creator, that's not a threat. It's an opportunity. It's an exciting ride. It's the beginning of an adventure. It's starting a new journey. So having a vision simply means knowing what you want to manifest in your life knowing what you want to bring forth in your community or in your world. And it may be that you don't have 100% control over bringing it forth, but you see it and you want it and you're willing to do what you can do to make it happen. So there's a big element here of I'm willing to commit to that vision and I'm going to commit passionately. I'm going to bring my energy, my aliveness, all of my resourcefulness into achieving this thing, bringing this vision forth. All right. So the willingness to commit passionately is actually no small joke. It includes saying the word no to a lot of things, to things that you are not passionate about. 
It includes removing distractions and friction from your life and being willing to create ease and flow and simplicity and almost a lubrication for you to be able to move through your life in a way that allows you to live in your zone of genius. If you haven't yet listened to our episodes on Zone of Genius, I highly recommend that you point back to them after this episode is done. And those would be episodes number four and eight and nine. When you're willing to commit, you bring your full self forward, you bring your full power forward, and you understand what commitment means. When we are committed, we actually look to our results to see how committed we are. So you could even say that if you didn't create a result, you weren't committed to creating it. If it didn't happen, you weren't committed to it happening. So this is why Yoda says, there is no try, there is only do. If I tell you, oh, I tried to work out, but it didn't happen, would you believe me? <laughs> if I really tried, that would that might mean I need to say no to a lot of other things. It might mean I need to restructure. It might mean I need to get myself out of bed. I might need to do that Melanie Griffin, Melanie, Melanie Griffiths, that wonderful person, the 54321 lady. I'll link to her in the show notes. She's got a great video. And she talks about how when you're committed to changing your life, you might need to start doing a lot of 54321 blast off countdowns in your life. So she found herself depressed. She was, she'd find herself not willing to get out of bed. And then she realized if I could just give myself a countdown, no matter what, when I say blast off, I'm out of that bed. And this little trick really worked for her, changed her life, and now she's, uh, you know, she's a guru. And that's what commitment is. It's I may not want to in the moment, but I'm committed to achieving the vision. This is why it's a learning journey. You, you may believe that you're committed to something and then you realize you have a higher level commitment that's your priority. What's cool about pushing up against commitment is you begin to realize what's the holistic thing that you are trying to envision and create. One of my big wins in the last couple of years has been that I have set my company's goals after setting my own goals, setting my own vision for myself for the year, because I am, I'm going to be the one who's choosing if we're going to set these certain goals or not. And then I can make choices that fall within that. If I'm committed to creating the overall life I want, and for me, you know, family comes first. So if I'm, if I'm committed to being the kind of mother that I want to be, that has implications for the types of goals I'm going to set for myself in a business. And that's what commitment is. And I'm passionate about it. And I feed my passion by regularly checking in with that passion and just on purpose, noticing how very much I care. Skill number two of a creator, the empowered creator, is to be able to choose where you put your attention, to consciously make a choice of what you are going to focus on. In coaching, sometimes we talk about putting your focus on the top of the mountain and not on the rocks below. I believe I've spoken about this in previous episodes. So the idea is that what I envision, the thing I love, the thing I want to bring forth, that's the top of the mountain. And if I can look at that and I can make it really juicy and I can imagine how amazing it's going to be, what it's going to look like, smell like, how it's going to feel against my skin when I feel that cold mountain air, that's my focus being consciously directed up at the top of the mountain, my goal. I'm intentionally not focusing on a bunch of obstacles and imagined obstacles that are between me and my goal. That's important because when we're focused on vision, we will, 
we will find the resourcefulness to make it through many of the challenges they may lay ahead. And no matter what, we will learn along the way. But if we lose sight of that thing at the top of the mountain, we lose sight of our vision, then we will get stuck in the weeds. We'll get stuck in the rocks and the challenges and we'll quickly go into drama. So the conscious creator notices what, what is of service for me to attend to now. We can choose to notice when we're stuck in the weeds to pull ourselves back out. And sometimes people around you might not want you to. They might not want you to zoom back and say, hey, what are we really doing here? Let's re-strategize. Let's look at the overall process. We might need a different approach um, because I really want to achieve the goal. I'm not just focused on the tactics here and now. People might not want you to do that because a lot of people want to stay busy. They want to rush. And as a creator, you need to make conscious choices and say, okay, what's more important? That everyone around me stays comfortable or busy or believes that things are going to work out a certain way when I am pretty clear that they're not going to? Or is it more important to me to achieve the vision? And there's no right or wrong answer to that. The creator understands that their vision over time may evolve. And it may evolve to encompass more elements, such as my vision is to achieve the goal and have this team be operating a specific way. And they're just attending and they're learning along the way. Other thing you might want to put your attention on is attending to what do I have responsibility for here? Or how am I powerful? How am I powerful here? Or what inner strengths and skills can I look at and come back to when I'm trying to resolve issues that arise? Creators are also willing to look at some pretty scary stuff. So they're very tapped into what's real here and now. And that sense of what's workable in reality is what gives them their strong footing and their ability to manifest desired outcomes. So they might be willing to look at uncomfortable truths that others are not willing to look at. They're also willing to question their beliefs and their stories. So think about again, what's that thing you're trying to create in your life? What do you need to direct your attention toward now? What could you choose to direct your attention toward now that would give you access to more power? meaning more responsibility. What do you have control over? What has purpose? What has leverage? And then let's let's test out the scarier path. And creators are really, really good at moving with and through fear, not getting away from fear because fear is going to be with you. So can you just notice any fear that comes up and look at yourself and say, how have I been working against achieving this vision? How have I been working against myself? Or what have I been unwilling to face? What have I been unwilling to face about what it's going to take? Where have I been unwilling to be flexible? Even, am I really committed? Is this really what I want? Is this somebody else's dream? Is this coming from should? Remember, should is usually a below-the-line word. It's coming from villain mode, right? We learned about that a few episodes ago. So is your vision a should? Or is it a burning passion? You will feel the difference. So tap into your body here. Is your vision a should or a burning passion? If it's a should, you might feel heaviness, pressure, tension around your shoulders, top of your back, your neck. You might feel um, fear. You might feel some tension in your belly. You might feel your breath become more shallow, or you might even hold your breath altogether. You might immediately feel kind of a sense of shame or guilt or, oh, I haven't done enough. I haven't done enough. That, that, might be a should. If your vision is coming from burning passion, you will feel your whole entire body open when you concentrate on it. 
your shoulders will open, your chest will open, your breath will open. You'll even feel some sexual energy running. Your eyes will rise up towards the horizon and you will begin to take in information all around you. That is creator mode. Can you feel the difference? Now, is there some area of your life where you have been in victimhood, where you have been claiming to be powerless, unable to make motion, unable to create change? Some area where you feel like I need help. Would you be willing to step into being the creator in that area of your life? Would you be willing to take ownership of creating a different vision? Not just solving a problem, that's looking at the rocks. What's the vision for how it could be that's different? This is why I think that setting visions is, it's the prerequisite for setting any goals. Uh, If you don't have a vision, a goal is just a way to stay busy. The goal is in service of the vision right? All right, now it's time to play. The creator gets into action and they do so. uh, This is skill number three, getting into action. And this could look a bunch of different ways. You might do so by inviting other people to create with you. This is one of my favorite things to do. I love creating with friends, colleagues, collaborators. I actually hardly create anything anymore these days alone because I just get so much more energy and clarity from working with others. And as a creator, I'm very conscious about who I choose to create with and who I don't. I can feel in my gut pretty quickly now um, if you're going to be a, a good partner for achieving that particular vision or not. And also, you know, a good partner who fits with me and, and, and who I am right now, who's here now. Creators are also great at sharing and spreading their vision. This is one of the ways they get into action. It's, it's one of the first things to do, and it's something to continue to come back to. So re- reminding yourself of your vision, reminding others, if you are a manager or a leader of people, then it's about continuing to bring your whole team's attention back to the vision. When companies are going through a hard time, this is one of the fastest ways to help redirect the energy. Uh, when there's a lot, there have been some failures, there's a lot of struggle, um, some difficult events have, have happened at your company or in, in your industry, um, then it's really easy to focus on what's going wrong. And your job as a leader is to invite everyone into that creative mode by being a creator yourself and going back to the vision, committing to it passionately. That's one of the ways that you can get into action. Another way is you take baby steps. So your responsibility as a creator who's grounded in reality is to notice what's achievable, what's doable for me right here, right now, because action happens in the present. That's why the present is the powerful place to be. And they take the steps. You don't need to understand what the whole entire path is going to look like as long as you know where you're going and you can see a few lily pads ahead maybe even one. Sometimes it's like creating in the fog and you can only see one stepping stone in front of you. Being willing to step onto that next stone and not staying frozen in space is what keeps you in motion. It keeps you powerful. And that's what a creator is committed to doing. All right. So we talked about three important skills of being a creator. And I want to offer a few contrasts so that you can distinguish, am I in victim mode or am I in creator mode? Because anytime you're a victim, you have that opportunity to shift above the line and take on the position of creator in the empowerment triangle. And so I want you to know the difference. So whereas a victim focuses on scarcity, what's not here, what's missing, how there's not enough, a creator focuses on possibility. So for a creator, The absence of something is the possibility of something new emerging, something new being learned or born or built. A victim focuses on what they don't want. 
And this is one of the ways that as parents, we need to be really careful. If we're constantly telling kids what we don't want to have happen, we are helping to direct their attention at those behaviors. And where you put your attention, that's what grows. A creator puts their focus on what they do want. Not on what they do want, don't want, but what they do want. This is about focusing at the top of the mountain. So there's some area in your life where you've really been focused on what you don't want. Like, oh, I don't want this problem to be here. I don't want this weight to be here. I don't want to be in this job. This is all these things I don't like about the job. And then you come home at night and then you rant to your boyfriend and you talk about all of the things you don't like about the job. Okay. If you're willing to be a creator, that means you're, you've got to be willing to shift your focus. Shift your focus. It can be hard. You might keep slipping back below the line. But can you shift your focus onto what you do want? And what do you want? Knowing what you want is an embodied experience that is felt. You can look for new ideas. What would it be like if it was this? How about that? And then tapping into what do I feel when I imagine that, when I imagine that vision? The focus of a creator is a really broad kind of focus that does include a focusing with the body. Like, so what are my somatic experiences of when I put my focus somewhere? as well as with the emotions. So kind of the gut and the heart. And then, you know, most of us are pretty good at focusing with our brains and that's, but if we're only analyzing a situation, well, do I want this because consumer reports said I should do it and X, Y, Z and, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so said this is a good idea, but you're not really feeling it in your body. That means it's not what you want. And so many people don't even know how to know what they want. This is a really, really important skill. As a creator, um, you're going to focus on what you want. There are a few more examples that you can get in the downloads that are available at Camille.com slash podcast. I'm going to leave you with one more. And this one is a game changer. A victim sees themselves as less than others, being less valuable, less important, less smart, less creative, or maybe less well-liked. A creator sees others as equals and as allies. What would it be like to walk through the world seeing everyone and everything as there for you? Life is all happening for you. All of this is here for you. Everything around you is your ally. This is such a radically different approach. If we could look at our adversaries as our allies, meaning in being our our opposition, they actually are there to help us. Wow, we approach things really, really differently when that happens. This is the one that I've seen uh, create the most shifts. It's one of my personal favorites. It doesn't mean it's necessarily the most effective, but when I've done my work with clients on this, being that shift into seeing others and, and seeing problems or issues as an ally is one of the fastest ways I've seen leadership into creator mode. I love you guys to learn more about this mode and there's so, so much more to learn. I have a lot of resources that I'm going to be linking you to in the show notes. So go to Camille.com slash podcast to learn more about this. And my challenge to you is to join us on the Allowed Community Facebook group and there to share what's the skill that you are working on now as a creator or what's your vision inspire us. Teach us about what you're learning. Teach us about what you're trying to create or manifest in your life. And we are your allies. That's an amazing community of allies right there who understands this language, who understand what you are trying to do, which is to reclaim your role as the creator of your own life. That role is the CEO of your own life, right? This is the way that we create the life that we want. 
There's nothing more juicy or radical or life-changing than actually stepping into it. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to answer a question from a listener real quick. And this is a, a, a great question. Creator mode sounds a lot like being in my zone of genius. Is it the same thing? Great question. Uh, yes and no. Maybe this is a technicality, some semantics, but if I'm above the line, I'm committed to living in my zone of genius the primarily, you know, most of the time, 70% of the time. And in my zone of genius, I am in that state of ease and flow and I'm losing track of time and I'm, I'm usually being quite creative. And if I'm above the line, I'm willing to be the creator. I might also, though, be playing the role of coach or I might be playing the role of challenger. And sometimes I'll be kind of doing one of those more than the other. So I personally am a coach. So a lot of the time when I'm in my zone of genius, I am creatively and with full, you know, the full responsibility of a creator, I am coaching. That's my focus. Or my favorite thing, I am challenging. If I'm facilitating offsites, often I do bring a lot of challenge as well as in my coaching work. So um, yes and no, both of them are uh, above the line experiences. And what they have in common, and I think why they seem so uh, similar is that uh, on the show, we've explored how they have kind of a similar sensation to them. It's that sense of ease. It's that sense of flow. It's the swirliness. It's the creativity and the, and the fun and the play. And all of that describes the state of presence. So above the line, we're present. Below the line, we have drifted. And our job is simply to notice and ask, am I willing to drift back? All right. Thank you so much for being here this week. Please go and check out the show notes and all of the great resources that we have there. If you didn't get to listen to the last three-part series on the drama triangle, check that out. Those are some great episodes. And you can find them on your favorite streaming platform. That's it for this week in this deep dive into the creator mode in the empowerment triangle above the line. In the next two episodes, we will do parts two and three of this three-part series on the empowerment triangle, and we will learn about the challenger and the coach role. And to give you a little mini hint, the challenger is one who applies pressure and allows people to feel some discomfort, to challenge people to step back into the role of creator of their own lives. Whereas the coach uses questions and curiosity and feedback to invite someone to wake up to their reality and to reclaim the role of creator in their own life. So you can see how pivotal this creator role is and the whole empowerment triangle circulates around bringing people back to their natural state of being, their creative, powerful self. See you next week. Aloud. For more information, check out my website camille.com slash podcast c-a-n-e-e-l camille.com slash podcast where you can find tons of resources new episodes show notes transcripts videos all that good stuff to deepen your learning experience also follow me on social send me your feedback there ask me your questions i'm camille.is on instagram and at camille on twitter allowed you are allowed to be whole